chapter number 2. And I'm thankful for the story of Jonah in the Bible and uh, because uh, you and I uh, are just like him. Uh, and, uh, and really, if you don't get anything else out of the message today, uh, you need to realize that uh, more often than not, I'd probably, I'd probably say 99% of the people uh, in this room have at one time uh, in the middle of trouble, uh, in difficulty, uh, have asked, you've prayed and asked God to bail you out. Uh, and in, in doing that, you also promised uh, that you're going to do better. If you get me out of this problem, uh, I promise you, Lord, uh, I'm going to do better. Uh, and that's really what uh, Jonah said uh, in chapter number 2. Uh, in fact, I had read a, uh, a quote, uh, and let me try to find it here uh, in my notes, uh, a quote by a, a bishop, an English bishop, and he says this. He says, Perform when thou art well what thou promised when thou wast sick. All right, let me read that again. Perform when thou art well what thou promised when thou wast sick. And uh, that's really the key uh, or a key uh, to uh, a happy life and contentedness uh, in our life is to do those things which we've promised God uh, and when we're sick and to follow through. The Bible is very clear throughout that when we vow a vow to him, that we're supposed to keep it. Now, uh, if, you, if you think about that during the course of this message, uh, then you'll remember, uh, you know, when you promise God you're going to uh, go to church, when you promise God you're going to read your Bible more, when you promise God uh, you're going to pray, you promise God you're going to be a better husband or a better wife and a uh, better son, better daughter, and, uh, and you've made those promises, and it could have been right in the midst of some difficult season. Uh, and let me also say this. Uh, God is never obligated uh, to bail us out of problems that we've dug ourselves into. Now, Jonah, uh, in many respects, had done that. In fact, let's go back just a little bit, get a running start in Jonah. Uh, and uh, the story of Jonah, uh, God wanted him to go and to preach. In Jonah 1, uh, verse number 2, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before him. And he didn't want to go. Uh, didn't want to do that, and the biggest reason was because of his political pride. Uh, his, uh, his dedication, he was a patriot uh, to his uh, people, uh, and the Ninevites uh, were uh, an enemy, that, uh, a ruthless enemy that did many, many things uh, to, uh, to his people. Uh, it would, um, you know, take for instance, let's say if, uh, if, if God had called somebody who was Jewish, for example, uh, to go and reach uh, the Germans. Uh, and at the time uh, of the conflict and the Holocaust, um, uh, somebody wouldn't want to go and do that uh, because that's just a natural response. Uh, when someone or a group of people uh, is persecuting uh, and uh, ruthlessly, ruthlessly so, and by the way, the Holocaust did happen, uh, if you're one of those people, uh, and uh, it did happen, uh, and it's an unfortunate thing. Uh, but you can imagine there will be a similar type of, uh, of feeling, not the exact same feeling, in the heart and mind of Jonah to go and to preach uh, that God wants to save Ninevites. Uh, and we all have uh, in our life uh, a Ninevite. So they, he, instead he rose uh, and fled uh, to Tarshish uh, by way of the sea. And, uh, and, uh, and the Bible says that a great wind had come upon them and there's a storm. Uh, and he was just, uh, just sleeping it off. 
Uh, and I'll say more about that in the, the evening service, uh, just kind of what happens to us uh, in our mind and uh, our behavior uh, when we check out from God and we don't want to talk to Him, we don't want anything to do with Him. Uh, we'll, we, and, and you'll even see people around you who worship other gods uh, at some point acknowledging Jehovah God uh, more than some Christians who have, uh, who have left off of God uh, to follow their own devices. So the shipmaster came and uh, said unto him, uh, What meanest thou, O sleeper, in verse number 6? And, uh, and told them uh, what his occupation was and told him uh, that he was fleeing from the presence of God. Uh, and so they decided to uh, throw him overboard. And they did. And the Bible says in verse number 17 of chapter number 1, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And then Jonah prayed. Uh, in chapter number two. Now, uh, I was thinking about this uh, earlier this morning. I've thought about it before, uh, but the Bible says that he was in the belly of the whale uh, for three days and three nights. It's a type, it's a picture uh, of, uh, of, of Christ. Uh, and uh, he, of course, before he ascended, he descended. Uh, there's all that typology. Uh, but he was two days uh, and, uh, and perhaps, you know, uh, all the way in, into his third day, uh, before he prayed. Now, if it was me, like the second after I got swallowed by a great fish, uh, I'm confessing every sin I ever did do. Uh, and God helped me out of here. Uh, and, uh, and partly, I've got, I've got terrible claustrophobia. Uh, and, uh, and so I, I'm like, just like that, I would be, I would be praying uh, that God would do something to deliver me from that peril. But he was in there for a couple days. And, and that befuddles me. Uh, we had mentioned, in fact, Brother Ed had mentioned a sermon, I think, that he had heard, or I know I've heard it one time where it says, one more, one more night with the frogs. And we were, we were wondering, why would anybody want to spend one more night with the frogs in reference to Pharaoh and uh, in God's judgment? But that's how we are. We are absolutely, positively stubborn. Uh, and we, we never want to admit when we're wrong. Uh, all of us think uh, we're right, even, even when we confess, like, okay, you're right. Uh, in, deep down inside, y- you still feel you're right because we're, we're filled with pride. So two days uh, in the belly of a great fish, uh, we say a whale, uh, and, uh, but the Bible describes where this fish had gone. Uh, and, and I want to kind of look at that in, in, uh, in chapter number 2 uh, when it says this in verse number 2 and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I and thou heardest my voice for thou hast cast me into the deep in the midst of the seas and the floods compassed me about. All thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight Yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. The waters compass me about, even to the soul. The depth closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Uh, Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption, uh, O Lord my God. So he's not only in a a big fish, uh, but he's in the depths of the ocean. Uh, and 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 in weeds and seaweed and stuff uh, that was going on, uh, but he's talking about the 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 foot of the mountains and uh, the billows and waves passing the deep of the seas. The floods come past him, so he was he was deep down in the sea, 
Uh, not just, uh, and why I think about a whale, for example, maybe it wasn't a whale, because uh, uh, most whales got to do what? They got to breathe. They got to be up to the surface. And so it could have been, could have still been a whale, but, uh, but uh, I happen to think it was probably some kind of a fish that, uh, that uh, was a deep diver, uh, because the Bible says uh, is in the deeps. And, uh, and regardless, uh, it's, it's, it's still, whether, it, whether it's a whale uh, or a big fish of some sort, uh, I guess it probably really didn't matter uh, to Jonah. And he probably couldn't figure it out from the innards. Uh, you know, uh, well, this looks like a whale's intestines. I uh, and uh, he, probably, uh, he probably couldn't tell. And it's kind of insignificant to the story uh, in that respect. Uh, but the Bible says that uh, this fish uh, took him to the depths in uh, the waves and billows over him. Uh, he was cast out of sight, covered in seaweed, uh, wrapped around his head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. And you think about the mountains, the bottoms, the bottom of the seafloor uh, as uh, the mountains protrude, uh, of course, out of uh, the deep and, uh, and are exposed. Uh, the bottom line is he was, he was deep. And that's analogous to, uh, in our message today, about the difficulties and the trouble that we have. Now, uh, just because somebody is uh, sick doesn't mean that God's punishing them. Uh, just because you might be going through a difficult thing, uh, perhaps something's going on in your life, uh, in your family, etc., uh, it, it could be, uh, it, it, it possibly means nothing about the sin in your life and what's going on. So we all need to be careful that we don't draw assumptions that when someone has a difficult, some crisis going on, uh, that, God, that God's punishing them. And uh, it's important that you don't go there. First thing in your mind when something bad happens is like what, uh, you, could say, you could ask this, okay, what's God trying to show me or what's God trying to tell me because we know from the word of God that that's how God works in molding and shaping us. Uh, but you yourself shouldn't go right to the place that God's whooping me or God's uh, punishing me for something that I did. Now, if he, if he is, if that's the conclusion that you draw, well, uh, then you repent of it and make it right, and that's an important thing for you to do. But you shouldn't go there, and I shouldn't go there. Uh, we ought to give people the benefit of the doubt. Uh, but even the Lord himself, the Bible says, he was uh, led of the Spirit into the wilderness. Uh, we were either led of the Spirit or driven by the devil, but sooner or later, every one of us is going to find ourselves uh, in a spot, uh, Jonah's spot, uh, he described as the belly of hell. That's what he said uh, in verse number two. Uh, he cried out to God in his affliction uh, from the belly of hell. Uh, that's a pretty, pretty uh, pointed description of where he was at. I'm going to give us four things uh, this morning and uh, a main thought as we draw to the end uh, that I think is going to help us. Uh, but, uh, but the first thing I want to point out is from verse number seven, how that Jonah remembered and what he remembered. The Bible says in verse number seven, when my soul fainted within me, uh, I remember. Now, uh, he had been in there for a couple days already. And when the Bible speaks of when his soul fainted, is describing that he was at the point of death. Eyes begin to, uh, to dim, uh, and his breath began to be labored. Uh, he was at the end of himself, and his soul fainted, and he remembered. Now, when I said this is just like us, it's like us in so many ways. And one of the ways is that we often, just like him, wait to the very last second uh, to, to remember the Lord. 
Uh, but when we realize and understand that God's our refuge and our buckler, our shield, and He sets us in high places and uh, He's a present help in time of need, uh, we remember all the attributes of God and the character of God and who He is and that He loves me and, uh, and, uh, and cares for me. Uh, you know, He should be the very first person, the very first remedy uh, that we try uh, to, to get to whenever uh, troubles come, whatever, in whatever sort. Uh, but it says, when he remembered, he says, I remembered the Lord in my prayer coming to thee unto thy holy temple. Uh, he remembered. He remembered the goodness of God. Uh, he remembered uh, that, uh, that he was in disobedience. Uh, he remembered that God had a task for him to do and called him to do uh, that he had shirked and, uh, and ran off uh, to Tarshish. Uh, and God had to deal with him, and he, uh, he, re- he remembered all of that. He knew better. He was a prophet of God. He knew uh, what God wanted, but his own self-pride and his own self-will uh, caused him to, to depart from God uh, and, and on to, uh, to other things. Uh, so uh, he uh, remembered, and that's what I want you to do. If you're here today and, and, uh, and you have a, something difficult going on in your life, and I know that many of you do, uh, and because uh, you share those difficulties with me and, uh, and uh, we pray about those things, uh, we have prayer lists uh, that we pass out on Wednesday night uh, that would include uh, uh, prayers for people who need to be saved, to our missionaries, but, uh, but many things that people are burdened for. They're burdened for uh, the health of loved ones. They, uh, they have uh, children uh, that have gone astray. They have uh, this or that. We talked about a prayer uh, for someone who has cancer at the beginning of our service time today. Uh, we just need to remember uh, we need to remember how good God is. We need to remember that He is the great physician. Uh, we need to remember that, that He's the friend that sticks closer than, than a brother. We, we need to remember that nothing is impossible uh, with God. Now, He's praying a prayer here, and I want you to think about this for just a second. Um, if okay, you were in the belly of a, of a great fish, at the, at the, uh, the foot uh, of uh, the mountains uh, wrapped with the depths of the deep uh, and uh, the bottoms of the mountains, the earth there, uh, w- w- with her bars, I mean the bottom. Now, uh, if, if, I, if I dove into a 20-foot swimming pool, uh, my ears are going to do all kinds of popping. If I'm sitting on the bottom as they come up, yours, you know, pop. I don't know all the technical terms about that. If you've ever dived and you go down, you, have to, you, just, can't, you just can't come up. You have to depressurize and, and uh, all of the science and, uh, and what, uh, whatnot. Uh, so n- not only is he in the belly of a great fish somewhere in the bottom of the ocean somewhere, uh, it, it, it's like desperation on top of desperation. For anyone to, well, one, if someone's lost in the sea on the surface, <laughs> it, is, uh, it is almost nearly impossible uh, for people to find them. They'd be out there for a long time, uh, and, uh, and he didn't have a life jacket and uh, some type of beacon and GPS thing on his watch or whatever, uh, or, and uh, he didn't have any of those types of things. Uh, he, wasn't just, he wasn't just floating lost on the ocean. He was in the depths of the ocean, an absolutely, positively hopeless situation. And in and, 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 and death, and close to death, as his soul fainted, he just remembered uh, and and uh, we think about, uh, you know, someone's life passing before their eyes and uh, the expressions that, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure those types of things happen. I'm sure there was a whole lot of regret, uh, like, you know, uh, if I had just done what God had told me, I wouldn't be in this position. 
if I just, I, if I just would have went uh, the other way. Because this is what we do. Uh, we look at uh, uh, the providence of God and, and other types of things. And uh, in, in, uh, if I just would have went uh, right instead of left, then I wouldn't have gotten this accident. If I, if I just would have, if I would have got up five minutes later, then A, B, or C wouldn't have happened. We, we begin to parse all those things out uh, in our mind, trying to figure out uh, the will of God and, and what's taking place in our life. Uh, this was an impossible situation. He remembered uh, the Lord. And his prayer came unto thee, unto thy holy temple. The Bible teaches us that when we pray, we can enter into the throne room of grace. Uh, that when we pray, God hears our prayer, uh, and uh, especially uh, in these moments. So he thought on, he remembered, he thought on and considered the Lord uh, in verse number 7. Then I also want you to see something in verse number 8. It says, uh, they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Not only did Jonah remember, but Jonah uh, realized. He realized where his self-pride had gotten him. Uh, And the Bible says this, if we observe lying vanities. uh, That uh, phrase, observing lying vanities, has to do with uh, the vanity of idols, uh, the vanity of, uh, in his situation, uh, his idol was Israel. Uh, and it's, it's the opposite of truth. Uh, the vanity of vanities, say it the Lord. When we observe, when we consider, uh, or we pay homage to uh, the, uh, the vanities, we forsake our own mercies. That's what he had done. He trusted in himself. Uh, he, he walked away from the Word of God. Uh, he was going to do his own thing, uh, let God out here. Uh, and when you do that, uh, just like him, when you observe uh, lying vanities, you forsake your own mercy. Now, if, if I was to ask the question, uh, how many of you uh, want or appreciate the mercy of God, every one of our hands would go up. Now, mercy is us uh, not getting uh, what we deserve. And when, when we don't trust God and we observe lying vanities, falsehoods, things that aren't truth, like, uh, you know, we might say in an instance like this, um, you know, I'm going to persevere. Or, uh, or we think about, you know, well, uh, you know, what are the odds? We look at percentages. What, what are the, uh, if you're a math person or a science person, you might uh, be calculating your own mind. Uh, if this, if I, if I uh, dug my way out of this fish, and, 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 and I would have probably done that within the first 30 seconds. I would have been clawing at whatever, working, <laughs> trying to get out of that thing. Uh, and, uh, and if I'm at the bottom of the ocean, uh, then I've got this percent chance that, uh, to make it to the surface without, uh, without getting some type of embolism uh, in my brain. And you begin to figure out all the statistics. And you trust uh, in, uh, in statistics. Uh, I, I remember when I, I had my motorcycle. Uh, one day I'll have another one. Uh, my wife doesn't like that thought. Uh, and, but one day I will. And, and one of the reasons that she uh, doesn't want me to drive one is because uh, they're dangerous. And there are, you know, people get in accidents. Now, uh, here's, here's, what I, here's what I told my wife. I said, I said statistically, uh, most motorcycle accidents uh, are uh, single, um, you know, uh, motorcycle accident. They're going too fast for a corner. Uh, they are 
they are maybe on drugs or alcohol, and so there's a, a, an alcohol-related accident. And so I begin to like all these statistics. And then, uh, and then there were like so many times statistically that you would almost were a, a, another vehicle or a pedestrian or whatever would cause an accident. Uh, and the, there's statistics that show this is how many times it happened. And when I had my motorcycle, uh, I almost had a, a, a one time a, a semi-truck tire had blown up. Uh, and all the pieces started raining down, and, and one of them landed right by my foot and ripped my, my foot off of the, uh, the foot peg at, uh, high, at freeway speeds, uh, and that was scary. Uh, I had uh, some kid off a mountain highway uh, who must have been texting. I could see they weren't going to stop, and so I hit the brakes and, uh, and locked everything up, skid, went right behind them as they came out. Uh, I followed them to Walmart and gave them peace of my mind. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, another guy slammed on his brakes. I had people open their door to try to, to knock me off of my motorcycle uh, because they were upset that uh, I was moving and they weren't. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, I told my wife, I said, statistically, I've already had all the close calls. I'm good to go. Uh, and, uh, and so if I get another motorcycle, I mean, I'm golden uh, because, uh, you, know, uh, you, know, so, you know, whatever. But, uh, uh, but we, we trust in our own, uh, you know, our own mind on things, in statistics, when we're supposed to trust the Lord. Uh, so he, uh, he realized uh, that his observation uh, of vanities, lying vanities, uh, was the reason uh, that he was in, his me- in the mess that he was in. And when we trust in everything else except God, we forsake our own mercies. So we we want the mercy of God in our life. God, help me. I don't want to take away this and uh, and please uh, don't. uh, And and we want the mercies of God. uh, But uh, but when we trust in everything else and do everything that we can to fix it, uh, we forsake our our own personal mercy uh, from God. And and I know countless times people who have prayed uh, for God to give them mercy uh, but uh, but uh, they, of course, trusted in many other things. So Jonah remembered, Jonah realized, Jonah repented. Verse number nine, uh, but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that, uh, that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Uh, and he returned to the Lord. I'm going to speak more to that uh, this evening, both uh, in the repentance factor of that, uh, but also in this return. And he returned to the Lord thanksgiving. Uh, a, a, a sacrifice with the voice of thanksgiving. Now, I had uh, somebody had asked me a question uh, this last week, or maybe it was when I was in uh, with uh, Brother Neil. Uh, there, uh, oh, yes, it was with, with Brother Neil. There's uh, somebody that's there uh, and uh, in their church uh, that are in the military, uh, and they are, um, uh, their faith, uh, you know, practices, uh, when they go to sing songs, they don't sing. They'll just stand there and they don't sing because they believe that uh, the only thing that should be sung in church is the, is the Psalter uh, and the Psalms. And so you're singing, just as I am without one plea, they'll, they'll stand there uh, and, uh, and they, they won't sing. Uh, and when you know, one of the kids starts to sing, they'll backhand them, <laughs> you know, uh, nope, that's not what we do. And, like, uh, and, uh, and they have that type of thing they've got to work through. And, but then when the altar call uh, was made uh, the night Sunday night when I preached there uh, at that church. Uh, almost everybody in the place came to the altar except for them. Uh, and so we begin to talk. Well, 
uh, is in an altar call, is the altar necessary? And in, in, uh, in, in, you know, what does that mean? Now, when we look in the Bible, what altars meant as we brought, uh, uh, as people brought sacrifices to God to the altar, there's all kinds of ceremonial things that were to be done. Here's how I view uh, altar calls and invitations. That when I want to offer uh, thanksgiving to God, uh, it's uh, any type of, of um, uh, you know, blessing uh, that God gives us, etc., uh, I think automatically uh, should come with sacrifice. Uh, I want to, so I go to an altar, uh, when an altar call, if I'm not given one, uh, myself in preaching, uh, because I'm going to do business with God, and I think that the, the um, solemnness uh, of uh, the, the act of going to an altar uh, and presenting uh, that, uh, that commitment to God in that place uh, does a whole lot more for me than if I just did something uh, in a pew. And uh, he said, I'm going to offer a sacrifice uh, uh, to, to God uh, with, with a voice of thanksgiving, I will pay that which I have vowed. He himself, as a prophet, he probably had many vows. One of those was to obey God uh, in his calling, in, in, in pro, being a prophet and going and proclaiming. He says, I'm going to keep the vow uh, which I have vowed to you. Uh, I'm going to keep it in earnest. He realized that salvation uh, is of the Lord. Uh, and verse number 10, the Bible says, And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Now, you might be like this. Uh, when you're in the middle of the ocean, in the belly uh, of hell, uh, in whatever trial and difficulty that you're going through, uh, here's the thought that may come to your mind. Uh, God is unfair. It's unfair to me. How about this one? Why am I going through this? And then somebody who loves you will say something smart like, you know, why would someone like you not go through it? And it's really helpful to you at that, at that moment. Uh, but why, why would I? Uh, life is so unfair, uh, and God is so unfair to me. Do you realize Jonah in the belly of a fish in the bottom of the ocean never once reproached God about saying that what he was going through was not fair? In his prayer of repentance, you don't, you don't, see, it, you don't see anything about that. And then you also have to remember that uh, the book of Jonah... Uh, wasn't written before Jonah went into the belly of a whale. Uh, it was written after all this whole account was taken place, and we have uh, the reflections of, uh, of this man um, after everything happened. He's rehearsing to us the thoughts that he was having while he was in the belly uh, of this fish. Uh, and and uh, in all of the, the thoughts that occupied his soul during that time, um, I wish that every Christian read the book of Jonah and then decided I'm not going to go through the same thing Jonah went through. That we can learn, actually learn from uh, the mistakes that other people make and not make the same ones. So, so the, a benefit of the book of Jonah is uh, post uh, this whole thing and people getting saved. And, uh, and, and by the way, uh, here's, another, here's another thought to take away. Uh, as he prayed this prayer of repentance uh, and God had that fish spit him up on dry land. Uh, and and uh, God in his sovereignty knew that in chapter number three, uh, he is still going to have a hard time doing what God had called him to do. 
and, uh, and, and, and when, uh, when he says, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay my vows, I'm gonna whatever, a, a sovereign God, if I was the sovereign God, I'd say, okay, are you really sure you're going to do that? Because I'd have insight in the fact that he was going to have some difficulty. And that when God began to save the Ninevites, he uh, was disappointed uh, in God and saying, you know, I knew you were going to do this and, uh, and went up on the side of the hill waiting for God to rain fire and brimstone uh, down upon uh, the Ninevites uh, and was disappointed and sorrowful and angry even unto death. God says, doest thou well to be angry? Yes, and unto death. He was despondent in what? Uh, so if I was like, you know, uh, God hearing the prayer of Jonah from the belly, I would have thought to myself, well, you know, are you sure? Are you sure you're going to do that? Sure you're going to have a good? Because I'm going I'm to love you with all my heart, God, if you just get me out of this problem. And uh, I wish the Holy Spirit said, yeah, really? Are you sure? And uh, how about this one? You, we've been here before. In the stuff that you're promising, the vows you're promising to, to keep and to do right now are the same vows and promises that you, that you said last time you were in this spot. Uh, aren't you thankful that God is gracious? Uh, aren't you thankful that He is, you know, uh, long-suffering and patient and kind? Uh, I, I'm, I'm so thankful for grace because here's one of the reasons why God doesn't do that is because when I confess sin to God uh, and it's under the blood, uh, the Bible says that He remembers them no more. Uh, so, so when you pray and confess your sins legitimately before God, uh, godly sorrow that brings repentance and you pray, God, help me, uh, I, 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 forgive me for doing this, uh, and I promise you I'm not going to do it again, well, however you would pray. Uh, and then so the next time you do that same thing again and you say to God, uh, forgive me, I did it again, uh, maybe through the Holy Spirit you hear the response, did what again? Because it was under the blood. It was under, it was under grace. He, uh, he remembered the Lord and he repented and, uh, and returned. All of this, he didn't complain. Uh, he didn't say, I don't deserve it. And the reason is, is because God is a just God. God will not allow or do or whatever take you have on it to you anything that is unfair. Because he is just in all the things that he does. So if, uh, if, uh, uh, if he allows, uh, like he did with Job, the loss of his family and his fortune and his health, and you're sitting on a, you know, an ash pile somewhere, scraping uh, the pus uh, out of your sores, uh, you do not have the right to say uh, to the clay, uh, to the potter, why hast thou made me thus? What you're doing to me is not fair. And by the way, God could, in His love, chasten us in ways uh, that He doesn't chasten somebody else. No, they say, well, they did this and that didn't happen to them. That's not fair. Why would God do this to me and not them? Uh, and never, not one time in the past, not one time in the future, uh, has God ever done anything or allowed anything in your life that is unfair. It's against His character and His attributes. Uh, but here in this passage of Scripture, in the thought I want to leave you with this morning, uh, and uh, again we'll be uh, in this uh, more tonight, um, is that Jonah uttered this prayer of deliverance uh, while he was still in the whale. And uh, this passage or this account or this thought, uh, this is one of the most striking instances in the Bible, in all the Bible, of believing prayer in a fish in the bottom of the ocean. Uh, he prayed to God, forgive me, 
He repented of what he had done. He said, God, I'm going I'm to love you. I'm going to praise you uh, with the voice of thanksgiving. Uh, and I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to take the vows that I've made. I'm going to keep those vows. He prayed that prayer in the belly of a fish in the ocean somewhere uh, at the point of death. No hope. There's no Coast Guard coming. There's no emergency beacon. Uh, you are whatever, uh, uh, I guess we could go uh, to that part of the world and look at the, the sea depths and things. Of course, they've changed from time to time. Uh, but uh, but uh, he was in a bad spot. Uh, but he, he, he had believing prayer. Because here's, here's what you won't do and sometimes what I won't do. In the middle of the belly of hell, we don't pray like this. It's like we don't, even, we don't pray like this until we see some type of glimmer of hope. Uh, some light at the end of the tunnel. He had, he had uh, so somebody who, somebody who has, they're in stage four cancer uh, in the hospital and, uh, and all the doctors uh, and all of the nurses, uh, all of science and all of whatever, uh, they have condemned a person to death and they say you've got one week to live or whatever it is and, and you'll know some people and you'll wish you're like them who have all the confidence in the world that God's gonna deliver them. And they know if he doesn't, that God is still good. And they're trusting him for that. But it's a, it's a believing prayer. Uh, he, said, he said to God, forgive me. Uh, I'm going to keep my vows. Uh, and, uh, and I'm going to do what you've told me to do. Uh, and he did that from the place where he was at. It's believing prayer. The, most, the biggest, most striking instance of it in the Bible. So I want, you to, ask, I want to ask you this. Um, whatever it is you're going through uh, in your life... Um, Pretty sure it's not anything like this. Uh, and, uh, and even with all of the, uh, you know, we have medical advances. We have all kinds of things uh, that take place uh, nowadays that, you know, didn't take place then. Uh, and, uh, and, and this, he, he, when, the, when uh, this fish, not only did God deliver him, he didn't have the fish spit him out, you know, 600 feet below the surface. And uh, he brought him to a place and uh, out on dry land. It's amazing to me. But, but we do not pray like this. Remember, God says that we're supposed to be thankful in all things. Uh, so if everything's going well right now for you, praise the Lord and you got to thank Him for it. If everything is terrible right now, you got to praise the Lord and thank Him for it. And, and you say, I'm, not, I, I'm, just, I'm just not really, I'm just not ready to, uh, to, to praise Him. Uh, why? Where's that in the Bible? Where, where is it that you have to be some, some, you know, ready to, or uh, if God's not, you know, we've got these things. Well, if God does this, this, and this, then I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to praise him or whatever. Uh, but here we have a man with no hope, absolute hopeless situation. Uh, and, uh, and probably, I, I, just, I can just imagine, uh, he gets spit out, the word of the Lord comes uh, to him a second time, and he uh, walks a day into the city. Uh, you ever, you, uh, you know what your fingers and, and toes look like after you've been in a bathtub too long? Can you imagine the white, wrinkly, stinky, um, you know, uh, it's like the Pike, Pike Place Market on steroids. <laughs> just walking through, just offensive uh, to look at and offensive to smell. Uh, and, uh, and people are like, what happened to you? Well, let me tell you. Uh, what a story. 
and he's telling us about it. Now, if I was, if, if, if I was now again, uh, Jonah wrote this under inspiration of Scripture, but, but, if, but if all this stuff had happened to me, I'm not sure I'd want to tell everybody. I'm not sure I'd want it written down in the Bible uh, you know, forever uh, so that we're, we're talking about it 2,000 years removed and, uh, and it's going to be in heaven forever. I just, I just don't know that, uh, that I'd, I'd want that story told because, because everything that happened to him was because, because of his poor choices. Uh, but in the middle of it, in believing prayer with zero hope of being rescued, of survival, uh, this was as his soul fainted. It's like, you know, I can feel, I can feel myself going. Uh, and, uh, and, 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 I, and again, I just try to imagine. Maybe it was like, you know, uh, as you watch on, uh, uh, on television or whatever, and, you know, and his eyes, and his eyes closed, and uh, they go to commercial break, you're like, oh, that dude died. He's dead. And, uh, and you come back, and, you know, somebody, you know, uh, there's a blip on the uh, on the the thing, and, and his life was returned and whatever. But so I can just imagine, uh, God, uh, I, I, forgive me. Uh, I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna pay the vows, and then unconscious. And then the next, then you wake up, and you're and you're and you're dust. You're getting the the, the sand off your face, and uh, you're on dry ground. Like what had happened? I don't know how it was. I uh, but but uh, but I, I just I just think about it that way. Impossible, yet still God delivered. In whatever whatever you're going through, I say it's my marriage. Um, yeah, you could and I could. We could point to dozens of marriages that survived what you're going through. Uh, it's cancer. We can point to many people who had a diagnosis of cancer and uh, and are now in remission. I know uh, several people who are cancer free, uh, having gone through that valley of the shadow of death uh, in their life and just in, 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 in now they've gone through it. I, 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 I know countless people whose, whose children have forsaken God and they've gone into the world like the prodigal son and uh, in, the, in the hog slop and whatever who have returned home and uh, the fatted calf was killed and they've celebrated a restoration in their family. Uh, we can, uh, there's just not too many situations nowadays that we can think of that have the same level of desperation that Jonah probably was in uh, in, uh, in this book. Yet God, God delivered them. So believing prayer. You might not see it. He didn't see it. You might not see a way out. God's not going to be able to bail me out of this. And you, and you, and, and you know uh, that you've forsaken the mercy of God. You've read, uh, He that still sins willfully has a fearful looking for of judgment. And God, I did this, and now I'm in this, and that's your takeaway. I sinned, uh, and now I'm in this spot, and it's all over. Uh, and, uh, and, and you might, in, in a way, just, you know, you're praying, asking God to intervene, but you really don't believe He will. I mean, how could He? I and mean, what was going to happen? So if I get out of this fish right now, I'm dead. Uh, and on dry ground, uh, we find Jonah in chapter number 3. The most striking instance in all the Bible of believing prayer, uh, confession. Let me, uh, uh, let me read this. If you, tell, if you tell us what a man says in the secret ear of God in prayer and repentance, uh, then you have told us all that is in that man's heart. When we pray from the belly of hell, 
in that secret place, and you're God, I'm, I'm wicked, I'm whatever, and God help me, and you're crying out to God in mercy. Um, it's in those moments that, uh, that the, real, uh, you know, the real nuts and bolts of what's going on in your life and your heart are present. And, uh, and there's not a one of us that prays like that when we're on dry ground. It's only, it's only in the belly of hell that we pray that way. And it's, it's only, it's, it's, you know, mountaintops are awesome. But it's when we're in those valleys that we're closer to God and sweeter and our prayer has more earnestness. And that's why God says, you got to be thankful. So you come, the pastor, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, and, and you just lay out and it's like bad stuff. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, but you got to thank God for it. What? This is Thanksgiving week. And my challenge for you today is whatever that's going on in your life that you would describe similarly as the belly of hell, um, that you muster up uh, some biblical courage uh, and fortitude, and by faith, thank God for whatever it is. God, thank you. Thank you for my, you know, whatever. My marriage stinks. Thank you. I'm sick. Thank you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to lift up my voice. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do, uh, keep the vows that I promise. Uh, just one more time, God, I know I've said it uh, 20 times, 100 times or whatever. God, I'm going to do better, but this time I am. And today, uh, with a, an offering of thanksgiving to God, a sacrifice of thanksgiving at an altar and in your chair, uh, you pray and you say, God, I'm going, to, uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to keep the vows that I vowed to you and I'm going to, I'm going to do that. And then do it. Uh, and then, and then be whatever it is, and then be faithful, uh, and uh, and God, uh, God, of course, uh, He will honor that. Uh, thanksgiving is thanks living, and we see a perfect example of that here, uh, in a hopeless situation. And there's not a one of us whose situation is more hopeless than He. And so I hope today uh, that you can be encouraged by His story, uh, and realize that um, you don't know how it's going to happen, but one at some moment you're going to wake up, uh, and uh, you're no longer in the belly of hell. And you're on dry ground, and uh, and you just gotta look to heaven, just thank God for it, because um, Jonah didn't deserve one lick of mercy. That that's mercy. What that mercy is is God not giving to us what He deserved. He deserved, just like you and I, um, the worst. But God is so good to us, uh, and uh, and so if He can survive that. You can survive whatever it is you're going through. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed this morning.